0: Hello and welcome to the Savvy Producer Podcast, a show all about productivity, efficiency and keeping your clients happy in the world of music production. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about why your revisions process sucks and how you can have a great revisions process that's going to keep your clients happy, keep them coming back to you and keep them recommending you to all of their friends. Not only that, but it's going to allow you to have a more relaxed work life with less stress and more time to focus on actually being creative. So without further ado, let's get into it. So a good revisions process is the key to happy clients, but so often an artist will come to me and they're just wrapping up their mix, they're ready for mastering, but there's been a bit of friction at that revision stage. Either they're not quite happy with the mix yet and it's not quite perfect, or they actually came to me months ago or weeks ago and they've only just got through it all. I think there are a few reasons for this stage causing so much friction, but before I tell you how to have a really good solid revisions process, I want to outline a few mistakes that I see producers and mixers making when it comes to that stage. So the first one is actually having no set process for revisions. So a producer or a mixer will send the project off and they'll just say, if you want any changes, let me know. This doesn't really give the artist any direction as to what to do next. So often they'll listen to the mix once and they'll think, oh, the vocals a bit quiet, let's ask them to turn that up and they'll send off that change. And then they'll listen again a few hours later and they'll notice more things and those will get sent separately and then maybe again the next day and there's more. The result of this is every time you wanna make changes to a mix or a production, you have to trawl through a sea of different comments to find what to do and what not to do. Not only that, but it's really easy to miss things. And sometimes you don't know when to actually start making changes because there has been no communication to say, right, that's it for V1. Let's move on and make V2. Another mistake is having multiple lines of communication with the artist. So by this I mean maybe you're getting emails, texts, DMs, Facebook messages, maybe phone calls, all with different notes in them that you're having to go back and look through before you make any changes. Without everything centralized, it's so easy to get lost and you're bound to miss things and just waste a load of time that didn't need to be wasted. A third mistake is not actually having a policy for revisions. So by this, I mean a set of rules that basically stops your clients taking the piss when it comes to that stage and stops projects dragging out for too long, which ultimately just lowers your earnings per hour with every project. There absolutely has to be a revisions policy in place, whether it's relaxed or whether it's quite strict is up to you. And the fourth mistake is pushing back on revisions. So we all know the saying the customer is always right. Sometimes they're not. But if you want your clients to be happy, the revisions they give you are the cheat codes to that. So you need to make sure you do them. Whether it fits your final vision of the song or not is irrelevant. You need them to be happy and you want to give them a product that they love. Sometimes customers do need guidance. So they might have something that isn't necessarily technically correct, like they want to boost the bass 6 dB or something. And there needs to be a bit of pushback there to kind of. Point them in the right direction. But you need to remember that they're coming to you as an expert and they value your opinion and your experience on that. So feel free to educate, but don't say, no, I'm not going to make that change, because ultimately it's got to fit what they want. If they don't respect your opinion and your experience, then they probably shouldn't have hired you in the first place or you've gone after the wrong kind of client. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're there to fulfill their creative vision. So pushing back on revisions is rarely a good idea. They know what they want. So if you're making any of these mistakes, clients aren't going to come back to you if they feel the end product isn't exactly what they wanted. You need to put yourself in their shoes. So if I was hiring a mix engineer or a producer and there wasn't really a set process and they were texting me one day and DMing me the next and emailing me the day after that, then I would start to feel lost in the revisions process and I wouldn't necessarily have confidence that the product at the end is going to be what I want it to be. So the best thing to do is to have a clear revisions process with centralised communication and a well-communicated policy. You want to be someone that people love to work with. They have a good time when their project is in your hands and they have full confidence in you and the process. If you can do that, your clients are always going to come back to you for the next project and they're bound to be recommending you to all the other musicians in their circle. What's more, you'll be so much more relaxed day to day in your business if your inboxes aren't full to the brim with revisions that you have to trawl through each time you're working on the new version of a production or a mix. Having a good revisions process is going to allow you to be so much more organised and it's going to save brainpower for actually being creative, which is what we're here to do. So with those mistakes in mind, how can we make a revisions process that is going to keep your clients happy? So the first thing i found works really well is having a clear frictionless policy. Now, your policy can be as strict or as relaxed as you want it to be. I tend to lean on the side of a relaxed policy. I think it works better, but it's up to you and you know your clients best. So you know what will work well. The way I like to do it in my mastering business is just keep it really simple and say revisions are unlimited. You can make as many changes as you want, as long as it's within 30 days of me sending you the first master. This way there's freedom. So they're not restricted by anything and they know there's not any hidden charges around the corner but there's also a time limit so it means someone can't come back to me in six months or something and say actually i want to make a change on this master that you did for me and i don't even have the files anymore so that i found works really well i know another thing producers like to do is say you get three rounds of revisions for free and after that i'll charge for each one this is a good way to protect your time and make sure that you're paid for the full hours you do on every project. But for me and my clients, I found it to be a little bit restrictive and sort of uptight sounding, and I want them to be relaxed when they're working with me. On the other hand, something this policy can help get rid of is that sort of drawn out revisions process, because an artist can't, for example, make one change on this version. Then you go to the next and they make another tiny little change. And then before you know it, you're on to version 20. And barely anything's actually changed in the mix that could have all been done in one so having that set three or four rounds of revisions means that they have to get them all out on each version because they know there's a restriction so they're going to listen carefully to each one and make sure that every change they want has got across to you i have had it in the past with my unlimited 30-day revisions policy um where you do get to the like version 10 and beyond And at that point you have to say, look, we need to condense these down so that we're not making minute changes on each one. Make sure you're getting your full list of changes out for this version and then we'll move on to the next. It's just something that can be solved with good communication to me. So the second thing you should do is have a clear process for revision. So this is different from the policy. The policy is like the set of rules that's in your contract or proposal. Process is the way it actually works. So instead of sending that email that says, any changes, let me know. Tell them what they actually physically need to do to get the changes across to you. So some people like to do a revisions form. So this can just be in the form of like a word document with a table um, and they can put in timestamps and the change that needs to be done. And then some general comments as well. This is something I used to do and generally it worked pretty well. You did get the odd person who said they didn't have time for the form and they just ended up sticking it in an email or a voice note, but generally people used it and it worked really well. After that, I moved on to FilePass, which is a file sharing company built specifically for audio. You might have heard of it. But what that allows you to do is send a track across and it shows the waveform and your clients can leave comments across that, either timestamps or general ones. And then you have this list of changes that you can just work through from FilePass and you can tick off each one as you go. There are a few other pieces of software that do this as well. I think Sampley is one of them and Bounce Boss. But I like FirePass. It's worked well for me. And it's just a good way to keep all the revisions for a project in one place so that you're not lost. It's often something that my clients will actually compliment me on as well. So they'll say, oh, this is awesome. I've never had a, a master engineer do this before or a mixer do this before. I think it just gives them sort of peace of mind that you are a professional and you have a process. So, yeah, I definitely recommend that. If you don't want to do a revisions form or you don't want to put an expense on something like FilePass, you can even just communicate clearly that the revisions need to be sent in a bullet pointed list via email. Even that is enough to clean things up a little bit so you're not scrolling through an email thread or series of text messages. Basically, this part is all about making it easy for you so that you don't miss anything. If you do get pushback and a client tries to send you revisions in another way, I wouldn't Let that happen. I'd always communicate and say, look, this is great, but could you, could you put it on file pass or could you put this into the revisions form? This way I won't miss anything when it comes to making these changes. That way you've communicated that this is for them and it's for their benefit. Okay. So the third thing you need to do to have a really good revisions process, and this is base level for me, this is absolutely crucial. Otherwise things are bound to go wrong is keep your communication centralized. So by this I mean, when you take on a project, keep everything you say about that project in one place. So for example, when I take on a client, maybe we've been communicating via DM or text before the project has begun. But once I've sent that proposal and the invoice has been paid, we're staying on email. That means everything we've said, you can keep track of and you know where it is. If you're not doing this, it's all too easy to end up with changes coming from email, changes coming from text because they listen to it on their phone that day. Or they call you to make some changes and then they've got another load in the email and it's, you just get lost. It's chaos. So make it clear at the start of every project that this is where you'll communicate now. It doesn't matter where you do it, although I'd stay away from phone calls just because then nothing's written down. But make sure all your communication is in one place. This gets even worse if you work with bands, because then you've got different members texting you different things. The drummer wants the drums up, the bassist wants the bass up, and the singer wants his vocals up. And they're all coming from different emails and Facebook messages. That is chaos. So make sure everything goes through one person in one place. So to outline what I think a good revisions policy looks like, this is mine. All clients get unlimited revisions within 30 days of getting back their first master. These revisions will be written down in the notes in FilePass and everything we talk about throughout the project is communicated via email. This way with these three things in place, I have a really good track of the revisions process and what project is where, I'm not lost and I know that my time is not going to be wasted. So three things to look at in your revisions process after this episode. First of all, what is your policy? What is your process for revisions? and where are they gonna be communicated? Get these three things in place and your revision process will start looking way more relaxed. You can chill out, you can stop stressing and your clients will be happier too. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Before you go, I just wanna tell you about a free resource that I've put together for producers and mixers. I know juggling multiple projects and making sure everything's running smoothly in your studio can be really difficult, so I've put together a free guide on how to set up a simple, effective project management system in Trello with a template you can grab to get started really quickly too. This is the exact way I've managed my mastering projects for years and I think it can be really helpful in eliminating stress, keeping your clients happier and just allowing you to focus more on actually being creative. If you want to get hold of it, just go over to marsdenmastering.com slash Trello. That's marsdenmastering.com slash Trello make things easier the link will be in the show notes too so go ahead and grab it so you can fix that hectic studio schedule.